Hello and welcome to the In My Defense podcast. It is me, your host, Christian. I'm going to get good at that one of these days, folks. Uh, let me, let's me try something new this week. Uh, when I was 10 years old, fun fact about myself, when I was 10 years old, I traded a brand new holographic Charizard Pokemon card for a common Pikachu card just because Pikachu was like one of my favorite Pokemons. He was in the show and all that. I have been living with that regret literally every day for the last 20 years. Um, And that's just a fun fact about myself, folks. Uh, If you want to hear more fun facts about me, come back for future episodes. It might be something I might try from now on. Uh, Get you guys to get to know me a little bit more. If you never want to hear something else about me, either stop listening to the show or you can hit up the website. Let me know at inmydefensepodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to me on the socials, whatever your choice. But let's get into this episode. Now, this episode is based around the Matt Reeves trailer for The Batman, the new DC comic book movie coming out next year, starring uh, Colin Farrell, Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, several people. Um, Surprisingly, we were able to go almost a full hour talking about a a two-and-a-half-minute trailer, So, uh, but we went to some places. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. My friend Rainel was really excited about the trailer. We're both big comic book fans. We geek out all the time. Um in the before times before you know the plague uh but i think this episode was really enjoyable i really enjoyed listening back to it i think you guys might too um don't want to take up too much of your time we can get right into the episode come back for the outro for some credits and some thank yous and thank you for listening folks i'm gonna get better at these intros eventually i promise well i'm not gonna promise that we don't know what might happen but hey They'll still be entertaining. I don't know if you heard me snap my fingers, but I snapped my fingers there. Is this is this charming? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Anyways, let's get into it. So let's just get right into it. So, uh, I am here with one of my good buddies, Rainiel Bell. How you doing, Yo, buddy? Say hi to everybody. What's going on? It's your boy, Rainiel. What's going on, everybody? First How time doing, here. Friend? First yeah, yeah. time here. Not hopefully not the last time. Fact, <laughs> oh, we, already no. got, we, already got, we already got multiple things in, in mind. Um... So we're here to talk about the trailer for The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, which is very, very, very funny to me. We're about to talk. Let's see. Let's see how long we can talk about a, a two and a half minute trailer. Oh, uh, but like when I had asked you why you wanted to talk about this trailer, like what, like out of everything that exists, why did you want to geek out about this trailer for with me? Man, um, it's just so many, so many reasons. Um, first. Rob Patterson, you know, Rob Patterson, you know, everyone knows him as the Twilight guy. And it seems like he's now leaving that, you know, that realm, you know, of the whole Twilight sagas and his other past events. And I was shocked. Like when he actually cast this guy as Batman, I was like, wow, okay, um, is someone on drugs? What's going on? Like, I'm quite sure we have some like much more better candidates out there for this role. Um, but once I saw that trailer, man, 
what I think, what, what I, like, uh, we could go, it came out two weeks ago almost, something like that. Yeah, like, once, once I start, and I was like, bro, I think this, I think this is it. Like, he's, I, I don't see him as that guy anymore. I see him as a Batman. You know what I mean? Um, the suit is amazing. The logo reminds me of the game from Arkham Asylum. Um, it's just, it's, it, it has a feel of, like, he's now starting, like, he's been a Batman for, like, six to eight months. You know what I mean? Like, you tell there's some details that's not fully there within this costume. Uh, there's some details that he's trying to work out, you know, among himself. And I'm just ready for that ride, man. Like, it, it looks fun. I think this, I think this is the, the most I've been excited for a Batman film since the Chris Dolan movies. Um, I think it's going to be pretty fun. I mean, I'm just really excited to watch it, man. I'm just ready to geek out on Batman to see what he brings to this role as Bruce Wayne as Batman. Yeah, and it's 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 funny. We were living in for a while in a world where uh, there we we'd get a Batman movie every few years, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Chris Nolan, the Chris Nolan movies, the first one, Batman Begins, came out in two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five. Then the and Dark Knight came out eight. Had the Dark Knight. And yeah, seven years 12, later, we had the Rise. Ah, oh, that, yeah. that movie sucks. <laughs> hey, that movie. Man, look, look, looking back on the Dark Knight Rises now and comparing it to all the shit that's come out lately. Oh yeah, it's because it's, it's, like it's after amazing. that we had because after that we had like in the same year as Rises was Man of Steel or the year after. Yeah. And then we had and then we had Batman v Superman oh, and then Justice League a little bit after that and then Bat Affleck. Suicide, oh. Yeah, Bad Affleck made a cameo in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and that was the last movie that came out that had Batman in it. Wow. Other than like all the other than all the DC animated stuff that's coming mm-hmm. out since then. So, um, not since the '90s really did we like were we seeing uh, Batman movies coming out so regularly. And and I, and yeah, I was excited about this one from the get go. Like mm-hmm. you talk about Robert Pattinson. I think Robert Pattinson has left that whole Twilight era being Edward stuff a long time ago like he, he didn't really seem really into it when he was in the middle of it mm-hmm. and since then he's made some really interesting choices when it comes to movies like he, he was in he really yeah, he, yeah he was in the lighthouse mm-hmm. he was in he was, he's done a whole bunch of stuff that's been really really cool with with his career and so like for him I, he's not really the kind of person I would expect to ever do a Batman movie but yeah that's what, that was so shocking that was so shocking it's like Wow, this guy really, <laughs> you know. But he's got the chin mm-hmm. for it, man. If you got if you got the chin for it and you got the chops, <laughs> it's fine, man. Uh, like, and again, we we've, we've learned our lesson. There wasn't there was not as many people talking shit about Robert Pattinson when the announcement got made because, like, when the Dark Knight came out, when the Dark Knight when the when they said Heath mm. Ledger was going to be the Joker, oh, people freaked out. Yeah, people, people freak out. out about that. Like, yeah, I, yeah there was all over online where people complaining. It's like the Brokeback Mountain guy, the guy from uh, the Terry of the Shrew. I will forget you. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Oh my god, that movie is so so weird. <laughs> for so you, weird. for you, it was weird for you. It was just, it was, the, it was a movie about love. Accept love right now. Accept love. That's Damn right. It. I'm actually gonna watch it again. I might uh, tomorrow. I'm off, so I might actually watch the movie again with my wife because I oh, actually want to. Yeah, I want to give another shot because I just was young at that point in time. So I think now being much older, it's a 
good moment to really sit down and watch the movie over again. Just, yeah, and after you watch it with her, just be like, I can't quit you. <laughs> She's going to love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we had, and then not only is it Rob Henson, but it's Matt Reeves. Yeah, and Matt Reeves. Reeves did a lot of really cool stuff with mm-hmm. the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy, the most recent one mm-hmm. uh, that in. came out. I yeah, think that Let Me In was pretty nice. Uh, so like he's established himself as a really cool guy Mm -hmm. a really a really awesome director and someone who can come in with some really interesting ideas Mm -hmm. um i'm looking at the cast list i know it's colin farrell in there right yeah colin farrell is the penguin the penguin penguin, that's right you you see him you see him in the trailer oh yeah he does nothing like himself he does nothing like himself at all it's like who is this guy (laughs) one of my favorite jokes of uh that people were putting out uh, is that like uh, they put all that makeup and all that work to get Colin Farrell to look exactly like Richard Kind. Which, if you've ever seen, like, uh, if, you've, if you've ever seen, like, Spin City or something like that, it's like, why not get Richard Kind to just play the penguin? He'd be an awesome he does. penguin. He looks just like him. <laughs> hey, Beth Hollywood for you, man. He's cheaper, so hey, guess what? He's, he's more affordable. We're going to use him instead. Uh, then in the trailer, we also saw Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle as Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was an entry, huh? Catwoman. Yeah, oh, but that's pretty awesome. I mean, I did I, like they never like talked to her directly, but you did mm-hmm. see a female cat burglar with uh, mm-hmm. with with a scully on in the shape of cat ears. So I think honestly, I think it, like we never really had a good Catwoman, and like the whole thing with uh, the one with uh, we got the month. Back in the days, what was her name? The actress, the big cat woman. I gotta know which. I mean, there's been a lot of cat women. See, um, <laughs> you, 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 you got uh, 1966 Batman. You got uh, Michael Keaton Batman. You Michael got, Keaton, yeah, Michael Keaton oh, Batman. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, she was okay. I actually kind of enjoyed her 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 version of Catwoman. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really seen a good Catwoman. I can't name How to Bury. That was horrible. I can't name. Uh, Annie Halfway is it? Annie Halfway. Annie Halfway was a good Catwoman. Yeah, she was okay. I mean, I mean, I wish the, they were probably doing more with her at the time, but that's yeah, not I mean, for the other day. I mean, that was this. Any problems you had with Catwoman had to do with like the Dark Knight Rises as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you go back and watch the Dark Knight Rises and you see that scene where she's in the restaurant and the cops raid it, and oh, then yeah, she's yeah, cr- yeah, yeah. and then she's crying and screaming like she's scared, and then the second the cops are gone, she like just, mm-hmm. just the, the whole, the whole visage just changes and switches over, which is really really good <laughs> acting on her part. Yeah, she's talented. She's- She's very talented. And, I love her. She and did. you need to go back and watch the 1966 TV show. Oh, with Adam West? With Pudgy, yeah, with Pudgy Adam West and the drawn-on eyebrows on that mask and see uh, Eartha Kitt, Catwoman. Uh, uh, see, hold on, let me, I gotta look up these up real quick. <laughs> all, all I remember is the Eartha Kitt, Catwoman. That's the one that stuck with me the most. Batman, Batman. Mm-hmm. Man, like the more I think of Batman, the more I just think of success. Because it's like DC can't do nothing right but Batman. Sometimes it's like I mean, man, they can still get Batman wrong. They still can. They definitely can. I mean, we've had some some crappy Batman movies. Yes, we have, but we have some damn good ones too. So, so like I think that's where this conversation is going to end up going, right? Because we're going to end up talking about the Batman movies mm-hmm. and. And and what this trailer means for like all the Batman movies that have come out so far. And by the way, Julie Newmar was the other Catwoman. Oh, okay, which I'm gonna, okay, okay. I'm gonna okay. edit that. I'm gonna edit that around so it all makes sense. But okay. Um, but the 
the when it comes to like Batman movies overall, where this one sits, mm-hmm. um, some people might actually be confused about the fact that you know, like technically, like I think Ben Affleck's Batman is st- is coming back to in the next Suicide Squad movie or something like that. Um, and I don't yeah. hate Ben Affleck as Batman, but one yeah. of the cool things that this the, the Batman is what it means to all these DC movies is that DC seems to fully be uh, going headfirst into the whole DC multiverse aspect of their storytelling. Yes. Because, Mm. like, anybody who reads the comics knows that for ever since, like, early, like, Silver Age DC comic book stories, DC's always been down for a multiverse. Where, like, whenever they Mm. need to explain why... Uh, they have why multiple versions of a character exist. It's always because oh yeah, they, there's a whole multiverse of stories, and mm-hmm. the story that you're reading now just takes place in a different, different this earth. other world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a different Earth, and it's always been a part of their crossovers. And so like, there's always been like multiple Superman, multiple Batman, multiple multiple versions of every mm-hmm. character. Sometimes it's an infinite uh, world, and sometimes it's only fifty two. Mm-hmm. And then and honestly, I love that like because. You're not tied down to one character, you know, to one actor playing this character. Like, if you want, you know, like, like bring in, like, a different guy to pull, give his spin on the same character, go for it, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like with Man of Steel, you know what I mean? The movie was whatever, and I think this, like, version of what they're doing at Batman could actually save DC in the future. You know, because with the whole issue with Justice League, don't get me started in that movie, but the whole thing in Justice League and how it bombed, and this is the best time to try and, like, reboot things in a way. Well, yeah, the first you know Justice I mean? League was so bad that now they're going to put out a four-part miniseries on yes. HBO <laughs> yeah. to it's fix like, it. Bro, it's like, just watching the movie uh, kill brain cells. <laughs> But the the, the multiverse aspect of these storytellings is really interesting because what it means for the DCEU movies as a whole and basically mm-hmm. for all the shows and everything like that is that they're, it is limit, they're not limited by what happens in other movies. Mm-hmm. Like if something that happens in one movie conflicts with something that happens in another, it doesn't matter because it it's like, again, there's, there's an infinite amount of stories that can be told with these characters and this mm-hmm. is just another world where that takes place. And they've done a good job of trying to like, if anybody watches the shows, I mean like the Barry Allen from Justice League appeared on oh, yeah, the Flash did. TV series. He did. So like, mm-hmm. so, and that, and that show has always been playing around with multiverse stuff ever since like season two. Um, I love that. And, and, and it gives them a lot of room to play with now. Mm-hmm. The reason why this gives us an advantage over Marvel, and this isn't my original opinion, it's just something that I heard on another podcast that somebody brought mm-hmm. up. Like Marvel is completely limited by what they what happens in other movies and other shows because exactly. all these movies are taking place in the same world. Exactly. Remember Black Widow, we are in the middle of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow, they're just now opening up movie theaters, and Black Widow came out was supposed to come out three months ago. Yeah, it was, huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was supposed to come out three time. months ago at the time that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And if Black Widow doesn't come out then Captain America and the Winter Soldier don't come out on Disney Plus. Uh, WandaVision doesn't come out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Then whatever the next uh, movie uh, is slated uh, to come out. Doctor Strange. Also the series for Loki series come, come, yeah, the Loki come series. out. If one movie doesn't come out in the in this like plan that Marvel has, it totally fucks them up for the rest of the of their of their slate. Mm-hmm. Like they can't you cannot watch you cannot watch WandaVision without watching Black Widow, apparently. Exactly. 
and or at least or at least not without being spoiled for something that happened and that's you one thing that that like i try to tell people that try to like get into the mcu like you say oh well i could just watch this movie and i'll be fine i say yeah you can but trust me there's some small details in each of these movies that you have to see you know to or to fully understand what's going on within like you know the, the timeline was happening you know what i mean and so honestly, if you like want to watch them if you want to watch the movies out of order that's fine you're just not going to get everything that was meant to be mm-hmm. procu- well, that was meant that was meant for you when they made these movies mm-hmm. like when you're when you're watching the 16th um mcu movie out of 26 of them like the per the people the people who made the movie are assuming that you've at least seen a few of the others exactly Exactly, and that's why they, they go ahead and do what do what they do with the family as they do. So, but I think at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. So, you know, you just kind of just go in there, know what you know, and then if they ask you a question, explain the best you can. That's all you got to yeah. do. I mean, I so, with my wife. When, <laughs> <laughs> happy yeah. life, happy life. Right. <laughs> so, when it comes to Batman. Uh, what like what about this trailer of the details in the trailer? Like, what is exciting you the most, right? Because like, uh, I might put a clip of the trailer from your secret friend. So people have an idea of what's going on in case you haven't seen it yet, but it's two and a half minutes, so let's go check it out on YouTube. Oh yeah. Um, but we what we see in the trailer is like we see it opens up with someone with like someone uh taping like a crime mass- scene, right? Yeah. Well not even a crime scene. it looks like I, I would assume that that's the Riddler, because the Riddler's oh, in yeah, this movie a, too. A definite Riddler. A definite Riddler. Uh played by Paul Dano, who we don't actually see, but we see mm-hmm. like his effect on the world. And I think Matt Reeves even described this. This is like Batman year two. Right? Okay, like okay, if, okay. If uh, if Ben Affleck's Batman is like the Dark Knight Returns style like Frank Miller Batman at, like that, yeah. him at the end of his career, then this Robert Pattinson Batman or Pattinson, as I've started calling him. Just is... started, right? <laughs> I started that, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Robert Pattinson Batman is Batman Year Two, like just after Year One, Frank mm-hmm. Miller style Batman, like he's 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 been he's been fighting crime, like low level crime, maybe like the Riddler or something might be like his first mm-hmm. foray into like a real deal supervillain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting to me because you know, like we've had like all these origin stories with Batman, especially you know with the uh, with the uh, uh, Chris Nolan uh, trilogy, but this is I feel like it would be a different take, you know, because it's. It feels like it's going to start off with him, like you said, as a Batman already, and just learning. It's like learning the way as he goes. You know what I mean? And just honestly, just, just I'm being not. That guy. 
if the if their take on his origins is just another criminal kills his parents after they go see a show, oh, no. I'm, I'm, sick I'm of done. It. I get it. I'm sick of yeah, it. Yeah, it's done. It, I don't. Know, it. uh, I don't. I don't need to see Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered again. <laughs> and I don't. Think, I, don't I think most people don't like. This is not a big radical opinion. I think most people feel like, yeah, we get it. Batman's parents died when he was a kid, mm-hmm. murdered right in front of him. He went off to train to be a badass, and he came back and he and he punched criminals. But some people will argue that we should have an origin story. You should, but Batman's just, he's just so well known among among fans and non-fans that you sort of know his backstory already. So like you said, there is no point of explaining very past details of why he is, man, he is, you know, that day. There was was a take on Twitter that came out, uh, we're recording this fairly recently mm-hmm. where it, but it, it did go viral like it was spreading around like like really well is this writer was going about how uh, Batman isn't really special if you do like a, a dark and gritty version of him which this movie looks like it is because he essentially like what's what if you do a dark and gritty Batman where he has super like military level high technology mm-hmm. and he's running around in a tank right and, he, and he's being up on criminals and, and like and like and really doing a lot of damage what separates him from a cop today exactly right like like cops <laughs> cops have tanks cops have mm-hmm. body armor cops have military level technology and machine guns like nothing there's the only right now the only difference when you do a dark and gritty batman is that you have a batman who is worse than a cop exactly basically exactly. cops are already that's all, he is. that's all he really is so this writer, this writer, he came out with a different take of it, uh, a different take of it, where he says, "All right, so when Batman's parents get killed, have a cop mm-hmm. kill them, have it be a, like a corrupted cop, right?" And so Batman, uh, Batman trains himself in this idea that the police are corrupt and that the police are stop- can have to be stopped, and he has to hold and he has to change this whole system from the ground up, and he doesn't kill because cops can kill. Mm-hmm. Right, cops can kill people willy nilly without any exactly. consequences, and Batman needs to prove that he's better than him, so he refuses to kill. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. And okay. and and that's what separates him from like this dark and gritty level where, he, and and he is fighting. He's fighting against police corruption. He's actively working against the police, and I think that is a take on a Batman origin story that'll probably work out really well, and unfortunately, probably be more relevant for a very long time. Oh yeah. Yeah, this this just hearing that that story is like damn, that could really 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 change a lot of things. Like it's it's basically what's going on right now, you know what I mean? So that's something that's pretty interesting. That's a good story to, to look into in the future. Hopefully, I like and that. Like, and and the thing is, like with these dark and gritty stories, or whenever you have like street level superhero stories. Mm-hmm cops have lobbies and unions to make themselves look good like there's mm-hmm. copaganda where like like we have lot we have a million law and order tv shows and like the spider-man video game is is him working with the police and mm-hmm. and but like nowadays the police are bad guys like like that that's that's what we have to see in movies that's what people are dealing with on a daily level so whenever you have cops working with the police it doesn't really resonate as well as it's as I think people want it to mm-hmm. when they make these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the level of storytelling I want to see. Make it so like uh, Jim Gordon, who's played by Jeffrey Wright in this movie. Yeah, exactly, really yeah. uh, make it so like Jim Gordon is, is still like the one good cop who can't oh, say yeah. anything because he works, he works in the system where you get 
you get sidelined and, mm-hmm. and you get and you're and you're at risk of like getting killed by your own dudes. Yeah, it, that's something like that kind of what's that show called on um, TW Black Lightning. It's something about Black Lightning. You know, we had the uh, that cop who was like basically working around like corrupt cops. Uh, like this show, uh, you watch on um, the show. Black Lightning? I, I haven't seen Black Lightning. I've been wanting to, but I haven't seen it yet. No. You should watch go, it. Go, hey, man, this is, this is your episode, man. Go into it. <laughs> you should watch it. Uh, it's a really good show. Um, it's just, you know, it's a typical, you know, well, not typical, but it's a black man. Uh, you know, he lives in, I think, Atlanta, Georgia. No, like Georgia. The city is called, uh, I what the city is called, but anyway. He it's says, one of those DC. It's a, it's a DC yeah, hero. It's a made up city. DC heroes. It's called like Freightland, something like that. And it's just dealing with a lot of corruptions with cops, uh, a lot of drugs going on in the city. And he's he's this retired hero. He's something like Static Shot. You know, he's this retired hero and he finally comes out. Oh, yeah, of I, know, I know Black Lightning pretty well. You I know, know the hero Black Lightning. It's, I, I just have, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the show yet. You should watch it, man. It is so good. Like, I was like, I would see every time on Netflix and just go past it and no, no, it's boring, it's boring, it's boring. But I said, you know what? What am I doing? This is my stuff. Let's watch this. So I set, I set time, I watched it, fell in love with the first few episodes, and I think I binge watched everything with the wife in like two weeks or less. So it's like three seasons. So I was like, here we go. Popcorn time, black lightning time, let's get it in. But it's a good show. Yeah. You def- definitely get a shot and watch it. You'll love it, man. It's pretty good. Really, really yeah, and uh, and when it when it comes to um, Jim Gordon's character, like in I think in the year one comic by Frank Miller, that version of Jim Gordon is dealing with a corrupt police system, and like there's even like one of the cops, one of the top cops, comes after him and like to threaten his family and such like that. But then Jim Gordon beats the ever loving shit out of him in the comic, and he shows him that if you come for mine, I will kill you. Like you can't you can't threaten me because. I, I like and he has to do it like he has to do it because he has to it's 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 a Jim Gordon is a very complicated character mm-hmm, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with him in the Matt Reeves in the Matt Reeves movie because mm-hmm. Jim Gordon as a character is this guy who wants to follow the law to any degree like he could be Batman in mm-hmm. the comics he was, he even was he Batman, was Batman for a little right? while in the comics yeah exactly. for a little while in the comics mm-hmm. but he was a government sanctioned Batman yeah Batman Batman is a rule uh, Batman is not a rule follower he's not a law follower like he mm-hmm. follow he believes in justice and doing the right thing but Jim Gordon is the one who follows the law mm-hmm. and constrain and constraints to work within the law to get to do the right thing because he believes that ultimately uh, it it doesn't really mean anything if we're, if we're not following the rules to a certain degree mm-hmm. exactly that's exactly. the that's the Jim Gordon character and that's what I'm hoping that Jeffrey Wright can bring to it I think that'll be really interesting I think he will I mean from the from the, just, like, just watching the trailer that's kind of the, the, the vibe I got from it I mean it, it wasn't much of him in the trailer but just for like that one shot when like Batman's walking up to him and he hands him you know the envelope it's just for it, Batman like it gives me that 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 feeling it's like man I think this is pretty going to be epic man you know what I mean and, they, and then and uh, they show him talking to Batman and working on his crime scene but they never actually call mm-hmm. him Gordon exactly uh, yeah I never heard that which I kind of like I mean because like there's an interesting thing about comic characters because Jeffrey Wright is in the is in the trailer and he's got glasses and a mustache mm-hmm. right in the comics J- Gordon is traditionally a white dude with red hair and depending on how old he is sometimes white hair mm-hmm. but um 
either way, Jeffrey Wright is not a traditional looking Jim Gordon, but you can tell he's Jim Gordon just by looking at him, mm-hmm. which is a really cool thing when it comes to comic book designing, when you're designing characters in comic books, because designing a new character requires, if you want them to last, they need to be um, I- literally iconic. They have to have something about them where you can identify them no matter who's drawing them, because, mm-hmm. I mean, look at, look so at Batman. Bat- yeah, Batman is almost 90 years old at this point. Oh, yeah. So, like... Yeah. There literally have been hundreds and hundreds of artists and of different versions of Batman. But when someone draws Batman, you can tell they're drawing Batman. Batman. It's like you know who that guy is by by, by glancing at the guy. You already know who who, who he is as Bruce Wayne or he is as Batman. It's just that look. You know what I mean? So yes. It's, like it's like it's like the same thing as Superman. You know what I mean? Like you know, yeah, I mean, like Superman. Superman's a very basic design, but he is a circus strong man. And whenever you see a circus strong man mm-hmm. with his hand with his hands on his hips doing the Superman pose, you think about Superman. either either yeah, either it's Superman or someone is or someone is referencing Superman to some degree. Like whether mm-hmm. it's Ultraman or the Plutonian mm-hmm. or whatever whatever alternate history Superman you're doing, you are you are evoking the image of Superman whenever you do that Superman pose thing mm-hmm. that everyone is familiar with. I love it. I love it, man. See, this is why I love geeking out on stuff like this because everybody just don't get the, the feeling that you will have. You know, that's why I talk about certain things like these. They are just thank you that you're a geek and say, yeah, you can grow up. No, this stuff is just, it's just like, if you're down, if I'm down, I guess watching watch a movie, read a comic, I'm going to feel happy. Yeah, just how it is. Cause it, it just makes me feel like a kid again. You know, I know of at least one other co-worker who like likes comic books and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. we're at work. We can't really geek out. So I was like, hey, mm-hmm. you saw the new Batman trailer? Like, yeah, I saw the new Batman trailer. It was good. Did you think it was good? Yeah, it was good. And then let's go back to work. Oh, man, true that. No, let's go get a drink and talk about Batman after that. How about that? That's <laughs> what yeah. we got to do. <laughs> oh, about the oh, speed of designing, the design for Robert Pattinson's Batman, his costume. Costume pretty good. I mean, when I first saw like you know some some thumbnails and some screenshots, well, yeah, the, the, of it, we first like, saw yeah. it at the there was like a camera test in mm-hmm. February that was it was released in February. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was the first time that we saw Robert Pattinson in the suit. I don't know. At first, I was I was I was worried at first. I was like, "Okay, what's going on here? I know what we're trying to do. It like it's giving this whole." Red out feeling like I, I feel like it's trying to be like and beyond in a way, but it's not, you know what I mean. And then like after like a few more months or a few more weeks passed by, we started seeing a little bit more. And I think they actually released like a poster of him. Maybe like about maybe about a month ago almost. I think it was. Once I saw that, I was just in love. I said, you know what? I think this suit is going to be the best suit so far we've seen. Um, but as of right now, as of the trailer, what I saw. I love it. Uh, I'm still not too fond of, you know, the, the, the collar. You know what I mean? I like the collar. The collar. It got grown me. It kind of throws me off for a little bit. Because uh, you know what happens when you don't do the collar? You know what happens when he doesn't have a collar? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, to me, the collar makes sense because mm-hmm. it's obviously like some kind of armor that he can use while still retaining the maneuverability in his neck. Exactly. Because uh, you know what happens when you don't do that, when you don't take that into account? You mm-hmm. either get the first version of every Batman costume, which is just like, no neck. Yeah, we're no <laughs> neck. Like this. 
You gotta turn yeah, your whole you gotta body. Turn your whole upper body. You gotta turn your whole upper body to look to the right or to the left. Every time you look up, you like you look like he's about to break his spine. <laughs> like this. <laughs> Not on my back. Or, <laughs> or you get the version of the suit that we saw in the male movies in Dark Knight oh, and Dark Knight man. Rises. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. mad at that suit to any degree whatsoever, but the thin plates that he's wearing on his yeah. neck. neck. It, it, it looked weird. It looked it, it look really weird. I mean, I guess I do he has like see a giraffe the neck. It's like, see, yeah, you're like, right. he has like, Yeah, he has like a giraffe <laughs> neck. Christian has like a giraffe neck in, in the in the in the second two Nolan movies because mm-hmm. the way the the plates look weird. It's like it's plated right there, it's plated here, and it's like, yeah, it's flexible a lot, but it still looks like it shouldn't be there in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's just so weird. Like I kind of rather have the original suit with him just turning the whole body. <laughs> you know, what I mean? that's but just like so that. dumb though. <laughs> you know, the original suit just hey. Oh, where are you going to do? <laughs> Send a whole body. And again, it, it, and it goes into someone sitting in a, in a room, in a room all day, trying to figure out like, how does this guy getting close with criminals with knives and not get stabbed in the neck? Exactly. It's like, but I, the, the kind of makes sense now because, like you say, I definitely do see like uh, like a uh, a useful thing for it, you know what I mean? So like the whole collar, it could be like, like a armor or protection, something like that gives more flexibility in the neck. Uh, I, I mean, besides the collar, I loved everything. The boots were <laughs> nice. It felt like he's just wearing some like Walmart tactical boots, <laughs> something like that. But it's, it's awesome, man. Like I'm, I'm in love with the whole suit. And especially at the end of the trailer when he, he takes, when he's standing in, in the back cave, and there's no cave, there's no other thing. He just, he just stands and he takes off the, the mask. And the best yeah, part favorite. of that trailer, <laughs> the best part, I would say, yo, this makes so much sense. I love it. When he listened to the camera and all you see is the eye paint. <laughs> it's like, yo, this is awesome because obviously we know Batman does this before he suits up. So let, let's just see him doing this stuff before he suits up and there you go it's like right there what I what I hate what I hate is yeah like we see that in every Batman movie like he's there and he and he takes off his helmet in front of Mm -hmm. he takes off the cow in front of somebody and then then all the paint is gone right like because because you know you know what that was behind the scenes right it was like it was and they they put the he starts pulling off the cow and it's like and cut all right now take a 15 minute break while christian has to go get his makeup taken off and then we'll start back up then we'll start back up at one and that that is like you can't not see it anymore exactly. uh, when, when you when you when you think about that what i do love about the design for what mm-hmm. they uh, for they did was um it, it doesn't look pretty exactly right yeah like he he's got he's got the, he's got the black he's got the black mm-hmm. over the eyes but it looks it looks like he just took like a bit a bit of grease paint and he just like this. wiped it really quick across his face right there it's right there let's get the basic down right there very uh very imperator furiosa from fury road mm-hmm. yeah it's it's i mean it makes sense man like it's, it's just like there's no way in the world that uh, a guy can just put on this costume and then we look at him, all we see is his eyes and this black shadowing around his mask. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's always bad. it's always really cool when people uh, consider consider that when they're talking about like people's identities. Like, did you see uh, the Watchmen show on HBO? No, no, I didn't watch Watchmen show. So there, like, I'm not gonna this one. I won't spoil because this is mm-hmm. something I think is very important. Well, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, 
I, I don't know how ingrained you are in Watchmen history, mm-hmm. but in, in the Watchmen comic book, the first superhero of that universe was a uh, was a hero called Hooded Justice, and he's basically he looks like an executioner. He wears like a noose around his neck, and he has ropes tied around his wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he and he's the he's known as the first superhero of that world, like the first person to put on a mask and go fight crime. And we see the origins of that hero in the in the Watchmen TV series, and. The whole thing of putting makeup over your eyes is a major plot point regarding regarding that particular hero, which is which I don't want to spoil because it's super yeah, I cool. That. Don't spoil that. <laughs> it's but really I highly awesome. I highly recommend the Watchmen TV series. Check it out. It's on HBO, right? It's on HBO. Yeah. HBO. Yeah, I'm watching it with the wife. Since you want to check it out with me. Right I, I think I think you hit on something when uh, you said that like the 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 costume is very much like the Arkham Asylum oh, costume yeah. in the video games. Because mm-hmm. it's uh, I haven't gotten a super good look at it because yeah the only time we've seen it is in this trailer mm-hmm. and in the camera test from back in February where it was all mm-hmm. red light. But the color scheme is classic, right? It's not all black. Yeah, it, like it has like it's definitely it's definitely black. It seems like it's gonna have a, like a bit of dark gray in there. Which is awesome, uh, and the logo seems to be made out of some kind of plate, some kind of metal, where it's just like yeah. I think there's a part right in the trailer where someone actually shoots it, like someone actually fires their gun at his mm-hmm. chest, and it bounces off of the symbol. And it's like that. That logo's awesome, bro. I love it. I, I, uh, somebody online theorized that the the symbol was actually made up the, of the gun parts from Joe Chill's gun. Ooh, I think that's dumb. Oh. <laughs> this, this you think about it, yeah. This is the weapon that that killed my parents. I'm going to wear it on my chest. Yeah, it's like it's for justice. (laughs) It's like, no, I don't want to think you should do that. But if it is, yeah, at first it sounded like you could be interested in I think about it, like, yeah, that's not a good reminder of that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's happening there. And look, I got to say this, like, ultimately when it comes to, like, the dark and gritty Batman stuff, I just, I want Batman to smile. You want Batman to smile? I want Batman to smile. I like I like my happy Batman. Happy Batman is best Batman. I mean, we kind of got something like that in Justice League with Ben Affleck and his all his joke telling, which is horrible. But he never laughed at his jokes. Nobody ever, nobody laughed at his jokes. His jokes were never <laughs> funny. He didn't laugh. He he didn't even say like it wasn't like uh, Barry Allen oh, the movie. when he was when he when he would tell jokes. It was like like nobody laughed in the movie. Everybody stared at the audience. Did. Like when, Bat- when Batman when Batman joked in those movies, it was never like <clears throat> he never laughed at himself. No, that's true. That's not a. That's so true. Like he was. See, he was not a. He was not a happy Batman. Uh, even even when they were trying to do like the romance between him and Diana, he was not a happy Batman. Oh um, man, I ain't care for that whole romance thing with them. I mean, I ain't care for the, I ain't care for the whole movie. Being and I and I know for a fact that you're a one woman Batman shipper. Oh yeah, I love I, yo. Since, I love uh, the, Batman one on woman together. I love it since but, that Justice League cartoon. Oh yes, yo. When I first saw that it was being hinted on, I was like, yo, this is awesome. Batman one on woman. Batman one on woman. But then. Where the common things change, and now she's like part of God. And is she with Superman right now in comic books? Uh, probably not. Ne- I don't not anymore. I don't think they've been together for a while in the comics. But yeah, they were t- they were together for a little bit. Because, um, oh, but remember that was around the time of, like when the New Fifty Two was just starting. Yeah, right. And, and DC Comics was throwing every <laughs> obvious idea at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, that yeah that is stick. I I I do not dig Superman. You know. Um, 
and her together. It just it throws yeah, it I mean, all. The comics, the, the comics said it themselves. In the comics, there was a there's a scene um, for the man who has everything. It's a comic book by Alan Moore, mm-hmm. where Batman and Wonder Woman come to the Fortress of Solitude for Superman's birthday. Shenanigans happen, but when it ends as like a birthday present, Wonder Woman kisses Superman, and it was like Superman's like, "Oh, that was nice. Why don't we do that more often?" And Wonder Woman was like, "I don't know. Too obvious, I guess." <laughs> See, yeah, that's how I like it, man. Because it could they try to make it work so much, but it just doesn't. It doesn't feel right, man. It's like the Flash. The Flash. All right. My wife loves that show. She does, but she, in her opinion. She feels like Barry Allen and Iris West being together is so forced. It's like, and I kind of see what she means because it's just like feel right. I haven't seen the last few seasons of that show, but Iris and like it was a bad it was a bad move. The thing is, they can't fix it now. Okay. I think Iris, Iris and Barry make a good couple in the comics, but in the comics they weren't raised together in the exactly. same. Exactly, that's what that's what makes it so weird. It's like yeah, we get you. Hey, she's not your sister, you know, by blood, but she's kind of something of that because you know if you race with somebody as a kid, you know, you've seen them eat, you see them do things, you see them go through issues. You know what, issues. like. They, they've they've hit the zeitgeist somewhere, right? Because if you go on if you go on a porn site, that is every other video on porn is having sex with a step member of your family, or as a stepfather, stepsister, stepmother. Yeah. Like that is every other video. I don't know what kind of incest heavy thing is happening in society nowadays. Uh, I don't know how. Like maybe it's because I don't, know, I don't want to talk about. That. I'm gonna do a whole new podcast on that. It is a weird thing. It is, it, is, it, is, it is a very weird thing, America. I know that there are more divorces now than ever, but that does not make it. It, it is does weird. not make sleeping with your step family okay. It is weird. I mean, hey, yeah. They we're not gonna talk to. about it. No, no, we're not gonna talk about it. No, I refuse. I refuse. Full stop. We're not gonna talk Full about stop. this episode. No, no more incest. That'll be that'll be another episode. I'll make that a whole. I'll, I will. I promise you that will be a whole episode later down the line. That is not happening right now. Very oh, But yeah, oh, Batman. <laughs> Back to Batman. Let's see the Flash over there. <laughs> right there. But, right, so I feel like we. I feel like I have to ask this because mm-hmm. I'm. I'm willing to give my opinion on this, but my opinion is going to piss off a lot of people. Let's hear. Um, so let, well, I want to hear from you first. Uh, top five Batman. Top five Batman. Like the actors, the actors that have played Batman. I'm gonna go Alan uh, West for number one or number, number five. One. Number number one. I'll go back number one because he was he was the first Batman that I I saw. You know what I mean? So in my heart, he's still a Batman to this day. You know what I'm I mean? surprised. I'm so I'm so proud of you, you know. buddy. <laughs> you know, so Adam West, number one. Number two, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to go Michael Keaton. Uh number three, Christian Bell. Besides the whole voice thing, Christian Bell. I hate that voice. Uh number four. Man, see now this is when it gets a little tough because now I'm just thinking about the, the Batman, like the Batman with George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Uh, they got all the bad, bad, bad movies. Um, I'll save my opinion for my turn. <laughs> I don't know. So I got Adam West. I got Michael. I got Christian Bell. I haven't I don't know seen. If this cha- I don't. I don't know if this changes your order, but I don't want. It, but I don't want to trick you in this. Uh-huh. Um, animated Batman counts. Adam, oh, animated animated Batman's Batman. count. Okay, all right. If you want to do animated Batman's? 
All right. So, all right. So, Ashley, I'm going to take away Christian Bell. I'm going to put Christian Bell at number four there. And I, I forgot his name. He He's, he's basically Batman. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. He's number three. He's number three for me. So, and number five, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm, the obvious here, I'm going to go with, you know, Pattinson. <laughs> you know, Pattinson. Pattinson. Based on three Based minutes of footage. Three minutes of footage. The way he, the way he looks, the way that suit looks on him, the way he carries himself as Bruce Wayne and a Batman, the way he just kicks those guys' asses when he says, and who are you? <laughs> he just, bow, 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 Okay, my mine is Kevin Conroy number one. Okay, okay. Uh, he's been doing. He did Batman longer than anybody. Yeah, that's true. Uh, number voice. two, I'm gonna go with Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood, who who only did Batman. As, he was only the voice of Batman in one animated movie. Yeah, right. It was, uh, uh, was Ret- it? Return Return of the Red Hood. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that Return of the Red Hood. Yeah, that was okay. I like atmosphere. And then I'm going to go... I'll go Christian Bale. Christian Bale? Besides yeah, the voice. Little, besides the voice. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, the voice wasn't so bad in Batman Begins. It got worse yeah. as the movies went on. Because, yeah, the, the pro- and the problem it wasn't even his fault, right? Because the problem with that voice is that you can't have that... You can't have a conversation in that voice. You can't. You can't. Right? Like, that, that's, that's the voice you... That's the voice you use for growling at people in single sentences when you're interrogating them. Not when... Not, not when you're trying to have a talk with the commissioner of police on a rooftop. It doesn't really work that out. Joker. <laughs> but no, even, even that was fine, but, like... When, it was. Like, it was. When, when he's going over... When he's going over battle plans, yeah. and it's like... It's like, we're gonna take... We're gonna take it from the west side... <laughs> It's like, why are you talking like this, Batman? It's like, can you talk normal for a change? And, I, and I, I will defend, I will defend the one line in Dark Knight Rises where he says that, where he says the line, uh, so that's what that feels like, and he's by himself using my voice. I can defend it because the way Christian Bale plays uh, oh, Batman is that Batman and Bruce Wayne are two different people. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. So he, definitely so he uses he uses the Batman voice because in that moment he's Batman. He's not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so that's what that feels like. But honestly, that, is, that's him. That's his Batman character. is a method actor. <laughs> yeah, like because like I, I I believe like reading like all like like those moments on set when he was being Batman throughout those years, he is he is a method actor. So during so during that time, he's Bruce Wayne, he's Batman, he's not Christian Bale but any he, longer. He, but he plays he plays Batman as a method actor. Yes, and it's like man, like uh, my number my number him. four, my number four will be Adam West. Adam West, okay, okay. Right? Dude, dude has done more for Batman in t- did more for Batman in two years than almost anybody else could have done. Mm-hmm. And my number five is George Clooney. Uh, George Clooney? Yeah. Michael Keaton don't make the list. George Clooney? Look, man, I've talked about you. I've talked to this about you before, right? George Clooney was a great, like, he, the only person who, 
who got close to an Adam West Batman was George Clooney. George Clooney was not playing. He wasn't playing dark and gritty Batman. You can go back and watch those Schumacher movies. They were not meant to be like dark and and scary. They were meant to be 1966 level Batman. If you watch Batman, if you watch Batman Forever and Batman and Robin with that mindset, like if it's like the Adam West style campy Batman, they're totally different and Mm -hmm. totally and totally defendable and totally um, deserve a place in the Batman canon of films. They should. And honestly, and, and George Clooney deserves his place because of one line movie. reading, right? Because of one line reading, really, not even because of the whole movie, but because of he read one line. It was the scene where um, Poison Ivy hijacks the bat signal and turns it into a Robin signal, mm-hmm. and then Robin and Batman are arguing back in the mansion about going, mm-hmm. and then Ro- Robin just says, that. "Yeah, Robin just says it's not a bat light; it's a Robin signal." Ivy's calling me. Her name is Pamela Isley. I saw her talking to Gordon. She must have stolen his keys and changed the signal. Yeah, she did it for me, for love. She's infected us with some sort of pheromone extract. Oh, is that what it is, Bruce? I'm under some kind of magic spell? She wants to kill you, dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm over that one. I'm over that one. George Clooney's one little line of reading of that line justifies everything. Made everything for you happen right there. Made everything for me. He was great. <laughs> I mean, he, I'm not saying he, he was bad. Because his name is Dick. He was okay. It's because his name is Richard. His Richard. name is Richard. Dick. Dick. <laughs> but honestly, I want to say right now, since we know, since we are on, on, on live right now, I want to say I know as movie fans, we have guilty pleasure movies. You know what I mean? That like that's considered horrible, you know, like of people. But in my opinion, I love it and I hate it at the same time. It has to be Batman Forever. I think I love that movie, man. Like, and I hate it. Like watching it as a kid, I was like, man, the movie is awesome. I freaking love it. But as I got older and I kept watching, I kept watching. I say, yo, this movie has a lot of issues, bro. And I'm not. I don't. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. You don't believe in guilty pleasures movies. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Like what you like, especially since I seem to have. I seem to have created a podcast that will Mm -hmm. eventually just be guilty pleasures. Okay. 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 Right. Eventually, I'm like, wait till I get to my episode about Gremlins two. Oh man. You bring that gremlins in here now? <laughs> I have things to say, Ray. I have things to gremlins say. Gremlins are coming around. Man, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, bro. Wow. It's been a while since I've seen that seen the movies. I'll bring I'll, I'll bring you back where I just where I, I bring on in my defense, which is the name of this goddamn show. In my defense, Gremlins 2 is a great movie. I think I think we can finish this particular episode talking about the Batmobile. Oh man. The Batmobile. They've gone back. They've gone back the to a jet, putting putting a jet engine jet in the engine back of the car. Bitch. Oh man, yo! When I saw that jet engine, I immediately thought of the of, of the nineties uh, Batman animation. Just seeing, but, just watching then, that. Uh, but then it looks like a muscle car, so it actually like it. It calls back to a lot of like the first early like Batmobiles that happened. Mm-hmm. There's been a million different styles of Batmobile in the comics, mm-hmm. but it but I think very early Batmobile was basically just a car. It was oh, yeah. some sometimes it would sometimes it would have like a big bat symbol on the big bat head on the front of it, mm-hmm. but most most of the time it was just a car. And then it wasn't until like yeah late 80s and 90s that we started seeing like basically a jet engine with a mm-hmm. cockpit in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it was like a, a like a coupe, right? Like a coupe, a coupe vehicle was. Yeah, yeah, basically, like 
It was, yeah, it was kind of dangerous. Car. And then we saw it in like the 1966 <laughs> series. It was like that really one of a kind like design with like the the black the red the black on red mm-hmm. with the red oh, trim man. kind of thing that was going on. That was pretty nice to see that to see that to watch that. But then time changes and things evolve, and that's when we start getting our jet engine. So I still I want that. Like, I, was, I still want that 1966 version. It was badass though. It was badass. I mean, honestly, I would love to own all the Batman cars in my damn garage. Just to go outside and say, yeah, I own that. <laughs> Just say it's right there. Um, <laughs> me, for one, I'm kind of against the Batmobile. Yeah. Right. I think there is no point in Batman having a car unless it can fly. Because I mean, the coolest images you ever see of Batman are not Batman sitting behind the seat of a car, behind the wheel of a car. It's him, it's him standing on like it's him gliding and standing on a gargoyle and on a high skyscraper in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine with Batman getting around with grappling Spider-Man style. So like, unless his unless his unless he's riding around in the Bat Pod or a Bat Chopper or something like that, and even the choppers mm-hmm. are even put like a Bat Plane, like Bat Planes and such make more sense than a car because Batman can get to places easier than a car ever could anyways. You're right. You're right about that. It's just so just like, think about it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the car's only the car's only useful if he's bringing somebody else along with him. Yeah, like with uh, Robin, like um, and like um, what, what's the name? Uh, what's the movie with, with Batman and Robin? Uh, what's the name? Batman and Robin. And Quinn, uh, Harley Quinn, the, the uh, anime movie. Uh, remember? Oh, I haven't, that, I, haven't, I haven't really seen. I haven't really seen any of the anime movies. You should watch like... the movie. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. She just busts on the car. Have... I have HBO Max now, so I guess so they have all that DC stuff, which I got to get into. But um, yeah, like they haven't like I don't know if Bruce Tim is still like he was an executive producer on a lot of the 90s shows Mm -hmm. and it was his art style. It was Bruce Tim's art style that was doing a lot of the uh, that was used for a lot of the cartoons in the 90s and -hmm. into the early 2000s. And so when he I don't know if he's still working on the DC animated stuff. He was for a little while, but then he uh, he might have stepped away. I think there was. There was a very distinct difference in DC's animated movie style when uh, uh, up until a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, because they were two very separate entities, right? Because uh, DC DC was doing very different things in animated department and animate and in their live action department. Oh man, yes they like, were. Op- the, I think the studios were literally on opposite sides of the country. Yes, they were. They, they really were, and it's so sad that I just love watching the anime DC movies better than live action movies. It's like man, because they just hit you more at heart, you know. And it's and then so it's DC live action universe is it's just so much work just need to be done for them damn movies, bro. It's like hey, Superman I mean, what I like is, is that DC has guaranteed that they they all exist. Nothing's nothing's ever gone. Anything that's existed in a DC property exists in the multiverse of everything. So it's all there. You could still oh, so they ain't canon. Everything is still there. Just, everything is canon. Wow. Everything is canon. Nothing has ever been removed from DC canon, as far as anybody is concerned at this point. I mean, because the best movies they had was Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Those are the best movies they've had so far. And even Aquaman, Aquaman is only as good as maybe like Thor two. Yeah, and Thor two is not even that good. It's at the bottom. It's up at the bottom of the MCU list. Like, but I definitely love Thor one. That's definitely one of my favorite Thor movies besides um, the third one, uh, uh, Ragnarok. So besides that, yeah, that's just that. But that 
the whole issue with Batman and the car, now that I think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Because when does he, like, when does he just, the, like, the most coolest or the most frightening is when he's gliding through the air yeah. or when he's hanging over, you know, you know, like a statue up in the, on the building. Like, he, you never really fear Batman driving towards you. Yeah, you know the only I mean? cool factor that a car brings into it is just the coolness of having a car. Exactly. It's and like, honestly, yeah, it's not happening. In 21st century, having a car is not that big deal anymore. It's not. It's literally not. Like, I remember in the Dark Knight Rises, the scene when he comes back and he's on a bike and he's riding and riding, and then the cops, you know, they get the corner of him, and all of a sudden he hits this little quick turn. Yeah, the, 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 the bat, the bat pod, the bat, the bat pod. It was awesome. It was serious. It was awesome. Yo, this guy just took off in the in the pod, bro. Like, everybody was like, "Yo, is that the guy?" <laughs> it's like, wow, it's so movie. Like, movie's bad, but it has a lot of good moments where I actually love. You know what I mean? Like, I love when he comes back. I love when he gets into the bat the bat pod. I I hated Bane's voice. Uh, that's great about it. Like, <laughs> why is he talking like this, man? <laughs> it's like, why is he talking like this? But that's that's not Tom Hardy's fault, you know what I mean? So that's what they want, you know what I mean? Tom did the best he could. That's just that. But I do think it. the Bane voice was partly Tom Hardy's fault. You think so? He, yeah. I, he, nobody told him to sound like that. Are you kidding me? No. I mean, I think no. Chris said something. Chris Hardy said, "Hey, you know what? Can you just do a little something like this?" And just and do your no, own I mean, thing to it. No, I mean, like if he probably did it because he had to wear a mask and yeah. doing that voice, doing that voice is very distinctive when you have a thing over your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it, it probably made it easier for people to understand what he was saying. Because if oh he did, God. if he just, just, if he did just talk with like, I think, um, uh, Bane, the the Bane character is Hispanic. I don't think he was playing Hispanic yeah, in, Bank, in, right? in, that, in that movie. He wasn't Hispanic in that movie, but the Bane. The bit, the bit, you can't, you couldn't. Realize, if he had done just like a regular like European accent, it probably wouldn't have gone through have very right. well that mask. So he had, right to do like this, he had to do this really loud, distinctive voice to actually get through the mask in the first place. Like, that's what was happening there. Listen, is a uh, base? Is he from Spain? Right? He's from Spain, uh, isn't he? I think it's more like Central or South America. Central South America. Yeah, because I definitely remember uh, being a part of coming with it. It's it, it either he was from the central or he was actually like like from Spain, something like that. But either way, something like that. Yeah, you got some Taino in him somewhere. Something like um, that. But I think I think we did it, man. We talked an hour. Well, we did. Huh? Two and a half hour, tra- <laughs> two and a half minute trailer. Not bad at all. Um, do you have any final thoughts regarding this trailer and your excitement for this movie that is coming out over a year from now? Man, wow, that's sad. Now, now that you say it, it's like wow, it's just still got a little man to go. But uh, October twenty first of twenty twenty one. Wow, and we just in twenty twenty. It's been a horrible year. Hey, but, the less things that happen in twenty twenty, <laughs> the better. Man, but honestly, I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm once the tickets are available for pre ordering, I'm buying them. I'm going to go there. I'm going to wear all, all my Batman gear. I'm going to do the best I can to support this movie and get people to watch this movie because I think this is going to be one of the best Batman movies we've gotten in a long time since the whole like Batman trilogy that we have in Nolan. Hopefully, I mean, the, the actor's great, director has a good, you know, track record. You know, this is, it seems to be a good cast, you know, assembled for this role, for this movie. And I'm just really excited for it. 
it's it has the whole set of Arkham of the Arkham game in it, and there's I love that game to death, and there's really excited for this whole different different look on this Batman. So I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Glad to hear it. The hype is real. Right now, if people want to find you on the internet or anywhere else, where can they find more information about you as a person? Okay. You can follow me on Instagram at Renell Bell. Uh, that's R-E-N-I-E-L-B-L-L. Uh, you can follow me. I do a lot of uh, fitness tips, a lot of filmmaking. Um, I actually going to start the YouTube channel with the wife, but like uh, some reviews for movies, television, uh, maybe some games here and there. Uh, just doing a lot of, you know, you know, like critic stuff, you know, regarding, you know, cinema and television, you know, but that's a really about it for me. All right, cool. Thank you so much, Bell. You are one of my best friends. I love you very much, my friend. And As always. As always. That was it. We did it. Uh, I know some of you might have been doubting me saying that you can't do a one hour podcast based on a two and a half minute trailer, but we did it. We spent a lot of time not talking about the trailer, but that wasn't the point. We were geeking out and that's what this show is. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know if you want to hear more like this episode. I know I can do more. I know I can bring my buddy back. I want everyone to get a chance to be able to geek out on stuff. If you do, if you have any suggestions for the show, Go to InMyDefensePodcast.com. Send emails to InMyDefense at gmail.com. You can find other episodes on the website. Uh, Go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to Spotify. Uh, Give us ratings. Let us know how you feel. Comments. Give us the five stars. Make it easier for other people to find us. Spread spread it around. The best possible thing that you can do to make sure that this show keeps growing is to share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with your enemies. Uh, If you don't like the show, especially if you really don't like the show, share it with your enemies teach them a lesson in bad content the music you heard on this episode was by kevin mcleod you can find him at incompetech.io podcast art by guillermo figueroa that's pretty much all for now i will see you next week out And, but like not even just watch it look up the well again this is a whole another podcast i'm gonna edit all this out but <laughs> <laughs> and look into the behind the scenes like the history of gremlins 2 okay because joe dante i think it was joe dante who directed it mm-hmm. basically someone gave joe dante like full rights to just do whatever he wanted and he and decided to go crazy with it and it was fantastic Wow. Like there's that key, there's that key, and, that key and peel sketch where they make fun of Gremlins too, where they have on the guy to come up uh-huh. with all the crazy ideas. That was basically the true thing that happened. That's basically what really happened. <laughs> Damn, that kind of reminds me, but in the opposite way of uh, the Fantastic Four with uh, Josh, uh, Josh Trank. It's like, <laughs> like I remember the whole story where like that movie was coming out and was and like people were really <laughs> upset at that. Think uh, Michael B. Jordan was playing. Uh, Johnny Storm, you know, oh, he's 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 the white character, but now he's playing the black character and stuff like that. And I say, hey, just give it a shot. No, this is he's a great actor. Let's see how it goes. Movie comes out. Oh my god, horrible movie. He doesn't even 
Doesn't mean but not because nothing. of Michael B. Jordan playing no, the white guy. Not his. He did the best he could with what he was given to. Given. He's like the best part about that. You know movie. what I mean? Like he was. He did good for what he did. But Josh Trent came. Uh, it was a report saying that uh, Twenty Century Fox basically scrapped his whole script. They said we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna do this, and he just he just didn't take blame. Of what was really what, 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 like what yeah. was wrong with that movie? You yeah, know he went I mean? wild, and now like, Josh Trank is like blacklisted across all of Hollywood. Oh yeah, he's just like I honestly, what has he done since then? Nothing, right? Nothing. He's been really blacklisted. That's nothing. It. You will never, you will never see a Josh Trank movie wow. ever again. Actually, I think he's done something else that may not be true. But wow, it's probably indie film. 